Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Double stagger, right to left. Neto breaks at the 45, gets by Westbrook, lays it up and in. How will Neto go in at the All-Star for two? You are locked on Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is the 30th of August. The Jazz make some roster moves. They move Tibor, and I'm back with you live. It's all, well, kind of live, podcasty live. It's all coming back on this edition of Locked On Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider, back with you in Park City, Utah. I'm glad to be bringing you the program. We'll be uh, in town for the most part the rest of the way. One little quick run out to New York City for the NBA broadcast meetings, but generally going to be around. Today's program, by the way, is brought to you by our friends at SeatGeek. Use the promo code LOJAZZ. L-O-Jazz, and get a $20 rebate on your SeatGeek purchase. We'll tell you more about that coming up. All right, here's what uh, I've got for the program. Jazz have made a bunch of roster moves. We'll touch on that. They traded Tibor. We'll dig into that, uh, kind of run through what our guys did in the Olympics and what to expect uh, upcoming as we start to have guys trickle into town post-Labor Day, and then we get to training camp uh, here very shortly. I will have a locked-on NBA with Kevin Pelton coming your direction. Uh, Locked On Podcast Network is up and running. I believe we now are at 25 NBA shows and 28 NFL shows. Your NFL team should be up and running uh, unless you're a Seahawks, Charger, Dolphins, Colts, Broncos. No, Broncos is a Bengals or Cardinals fan. Um, So unless you're one of those, you are... um, you should have your team running. And in the NBA, you are a Jazz fan, so that's good. Uh, also, have you caught Josh Lloyd's fantasy basketball? He will be starting uh, team preview editions here coming up uh, very soon, so that should be great. So all those things on the Locked On Podcast Network. For those of you that have somehow missed it, you know what we love to do? We love to do pins across the world, and pins across the world are where you email me and tell me where it is you're listening from and how you became a jazz fan. So email me at dlock 9 at gmail.com. Uh, I think I have, I've tried to be good. I'm trying to go back through some of them uh, that I've missed over the time and and then do the new ones as well. So uh, I, this one is from David Marshall. I am a transplant from the Bay Area in California. I live in Woods Cross. Hardcore Warriors fan growing up. Loved my era of Nate the Great versus Wilt. Rick Barry was the guy for me. I moved to Salt Lake in 81. I was the guy sitting out on the back porch trying to pick up Giants and Warriors games on KNBR. It does work a lot. I, I've been known to do the same. Uh, when the Jazz moved to Salt Lake, I went... Uh, 
I went because it was the NBA, not a fan of the team, but I wanted to see games live. Then they started playing the Rocky Mountain Review at East High. My kids wanted to go, so I went and saw the players, later became the core of the team. It was a gradual change, but I found myself rooting for the Golden Griff, Mark Eaton, Thurl Bailey, John Stockton, Carl Malone, and the guys in 86. I started sharing season tickets, evolved to a field season, and now I'm a dedicated, very loud jazz fan. I want to thank you all for because I have never learned about social media and all the info the jazz out there, if not for you. I joined Twitter because I heard you talk about it on the radio. I appreciate your efforts in feeding our jazz news craving. David Marshall is our pin across the world today. Email me at dlock09 at gmail.com to be our pin across the world. Let's get to our tip-off story of the day. That's the signings and the trade of Tibor Place. So the jazz signed Joel Ballenboy. Uh, they really like him, and he showed enough in training camp. They saw him at Weber State, his development. They believe in him. It, he is really projecting right now to be on this roster. Um, his contract, uh, from my understanding of Eric Pincus, it, uh, is guaranteed here in the first year. Uh, Eric Pincus does a great job at basketballinsiders.com uh, and writes a lot of these things up. He uh, it, So... Ballenboy out of Weber State looks to be making this Jazz roster. Uh, the trade of Tibor Place even furthermore uh, makes it look like he, he's making this roster. So that, uh, as of right now, is really uh, an exciting development for the local kid. He show after coming out pretty poorly in summer league uh, in Salt Lake, he showed better in time in Vegas, uh, and he's going to have to go through a whole evolution. He's greatly confident in his own skills because he's never failed, but he also hasn't played at this level. So he's going to get knocked off a little bit, and then we'll see um, how he develops, what he does, how that outside shot goes. But this is going to be a great experience, and this is where the Salt Lake Stars are going to be so important to the organization because he's going to play a good deal uh, for the Stars. By the way, tickets for the Stars are available $5 a game. I think is what it was. I think I saw that. Don't hold me that, but I think that's true. Uh, so that's great. I was a little surprised the Jazz traded Marcus Page. What I thought the Jazz were going to do with Marcus Page, and maybe they're still going to do this with Tyrone Wallace, is a few teams, uh, it started with a first-round draft pick, Josh Eustis out of Stanford uh, with Oklahoma City, where they never signed the player. And so it's like Olivier Hanlon. If Olivier Hanlon, if you recall, never signed with the Jazz. And so he never came to training camp. He went straight to Europe. And by doing that, the Jazz never lose his rights uh, to make. To, so he goes to Europe. He comes back, plays summer league with us. And then we ended up trading him. And if you really watch that deal correct closely in the trade for Boris Diaw, we traded the rights to Olivier Hanlon. And. Because you've never signed him, you don't trade the player. You just sign. The, you trade the rights. I thought that we would see the Jazz never sign Marcus Page, and that Marcus Page would then just start in Salt Lake City in the D League. But he's he makes so little money doing that that maybe uh, that's you know not a deal he was interested in. And it and then the the re. This is a hard one for Marcus Page to do, uh, and maybe he just decided he didn't want to do this because then he's actually not able to be called up by anybody under that circumstance because he's the Jazz rights, and so he would be conceding to an entire year of D-League. Now, some team players have done this with the thought that they build the loyalty, they get in the system, and they develop. But with the Jazz situation, uh, 
maybe Marcus Page's agent didn't feel this was uh, the best opportunity. So Page will now go to training camp having signed, uh, trying to make the team, trying to beat out Howell Neto or Shelvin Mack for the fourth point guard spot on the roster. All indications are right now that the Jazz are going to hold uh, that fourth point guard spot, that both Neto and Mack uh, make this team. Mack's good. Neto's a great guy and actually has gotten better. I'll dig into that a little bit uh, along the way, and so we'll see uh, how that works. Quincy Ford is a contract you probably a long time ago was mentioned and tweeted out and talked about out of Northeastern, so he'll be like Marcus Page. They'll both come to camp. Then at some point, uh, they will likely get Unless they pull off a shocker, they'll likely get uh, cut. And then they would become one of the four players that the Jazz can allocate to the Salt Lake Stars. I suspect we'll see another player coming in uh, to camp, maybe even two more, who that's their purpose, is that you can allocate four players back and forth. You can allocate four players, not back and forth, four players that are your players there. Then those players, though, are still eligible if... Marcus Page goes down there and has a great month and somebody's point guard gets hurt and they're only carrying two and they need a point guard, they could sign Marcus Page and then we lose the rights to Page. So that's why um, I had thought that maybe they wouldn't ever sign him uh, and he would just go to the D-League. Maybe that's what we're going to see happen uh, with Tyrone Wallace, who I still really like, by the way. I've got a good... I've got a good vibe on um, on Tyrone Wallace. So those are that's kind of the deal. Then on the Tibor Pleiss trade, you know he's seven foot three. He can shoot. The Jazz acquired him. He wanted to come over. He was in a bad situation in Europe, and so the Jazz took a run at him. And I, I think you just have to do that when you have the opportunity. It didn't work out. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. I know that the Jazz really knocked on the door of the Thunder for uh, another kid who now the Thunder have brought over, if, and we'll see if he turns out to be any better. There was nothing the Jazz could really do. They didn't have a lot of leverage on a canter trade. Um, it's too bad the Jazz gave up two second-round picks, but if you dig a second layer on this, uh, so in the deal, again, these are just subtle lines, and maybe it's my job to kind of just let you know these things. Uh, in the lot part of the Boris Diaw deal, the Jazz took money back from the Spurs. There's a limit during the year of how much money you can add take in one season. I think it's about $3 million or so. So the Jazz have taken back, I don't know what the number is from San Antonio, but they've had great success. Andy Larson's been all over this. The Jazz have had great success selling their second-round draft picks. Well, the Jazz had four second-round draft picks coming in next year's draft, two first-round picks and four second-round picks. At some point, the Jazz actually weren't going to be able to trade those for any money because they'd already taken back the allocation of money that they're allowed to take back in a year. Does that make sense? So I think the number is $3 million that you can take back in any year. Well, if the Jazz have already got 2.4, 2.5 from San Antonio, I'm making up that number, then they can only trade, they can only trade those picks uh, for the money that they have uh, left under that $3 million cap. So suddenly p- picks that they're getting a million, million two for, they're not able to get that. So to trade two second-round picks, and I think the way it was worded was Philadelphia gets the best and the worst of the four, 
it's a bummer, I guess, that you have to give up the first, the best. Um, but really, giving up the second one's not that big a deal. The Jazz simply weren't going to keep that player, nor were they going to be able to bring any money for uh, those picks. Does that make sense? So, and and Tibor was an experiment. It just didn't work out. We'll see. Um, we'll see whether or not Tibor can do well somewhere else. I don't know if he'll get much of a shot in Philadelphia. I certainly hope so. But uh, I love Tibor. He's one of my favorite guys I've dealt with. He's very intellectual. He's very happy. Um, you know, he's in a good mood all the time. He, you know, it's hard to be, it's a hard life being seven foot three. And he seems to have kind of embraced it with a zest and a happiness that, um, that is interesting. So, and, and worthwhile. So that's kind of latest there on, uh, what's going on with all those guys. All right. Our sponsor today is SeatGeek. Really appreciate SeatGeek sponsorship of both Locked On Jazz and, in fact, all of the Locked On Podcast Network. Um, SeatGeek is a great app, and particularly as we move into college football season, this is the way to do it. So if you want to go see BYU or Utah, go download the SeatGeek app. And what they will, they can, you can set up the game you want or um, whichever. Let, let's take BYU football uh, for a second. So if I go and want to see uh, the BYU football game, actually, I'm going to go BYU-Utah football game, September 10th, and I go to the SeatGeek app. I just load it up, and it's great. It immediately shows me the field and where all the tickets are. Some of the tickets are amazing deals, big, big green circles. Some of them are small red. So like the guy who wants $392 for section 15, they're telling me I can go one section over and get a $111 ticket for section 14. It's a much better deal. I'm right at the 20-yard line. I can go to for $144 and be at the 40-yard line. So it shows me all the deals, which are the best ones for you to be able to get. It's really, really easy, and you get them sent right to you on your phone. Plus, you can set an immediate price drop. Hey, if the seats drop 15% or something or else, let me know, and they'll email you. So they pull all the tickets available from all the other sites into one place so you can save time and never miss a deal. Then they've got that whole stadium thing I just told you about, and then they're always honest and upfront about the price. So you're not going to get a added bang at the end that's like, oh, man, I thought I was paying this. I'm really paying this. None of that going on. So it's the same upfront price, no checkout fees. Use the promo code LOJAZZ, L-O-Jazz, and you will get $20 rebated to you after your first uh, purchase. They'll send you uh, $20 on your SeatGeek uh, from SeatGeek, L-O-Jazz. Jazz. Uh, download the SeatGeek app, go to settings, add the promo code, do it now, and then when you want to buy your ticket, you get that deal. Thanks to SeatGeek. By the way, if you'd like to sponsor Locked On Jazz, there are some spots available still coming up, though the sell, fill rate's getting to about 70-80%. Uh, you, It's men, 98% men, about 80% 18 to 44 years old. So if that's your demographic, male 18 to 44, email me, dlock09 at gmail.com. And I'd love to have you aboard as a sponsor. Hopefully it works out for your company. So feel free to send me that email at dlock09 at gmail.com. All right, let's recap the Olympics a little bit. We had four guys playing. Uh, I would say we had uh, kind of mixed bag. So Boris Diaw looked just terrific for France. And you could just see what playing with uh, a good players who he understands does for Boris Dia and how much he just helps 
everyone else around him play well. I, I've, I thought it was a, it was a cool thing to kind of see what Boris Diaw does and how he does it. Uh, and I would think would excite Jazz fans. He's just he's got a versatility to his game. He's able to distribute. He can play in the post. He's one of the best post players in the league. If you want that, uh, he is really does just everything out there to help a team uh, win uh, along the way. He's got to stay in physical condition so that his and not body doesn't wear down at his age. That's going to be the main issue uh, for him. But he, I thought he looked good. Rudy did not have the impact that he had two years ago. Uh, the Olympic player two years ago, or World Cup player that France beat Spain and dominated the Gasols, um, he did not look the same as he did then. And you never know system-wise what's going on and how it might be that they're, he's being used. Uh, those things aren't always the same. I thought Neto looked improved. I can't wait to talk to him about that experience of playing Olympics in your home. Uh, Brazil did not play particularly well, which was kind of a bummer uh, for for him, uh, and I really, I thought he, um, I, I, I was hoping that they were going to make kind of a surprising run, uh, but he didn't. But I thought he played well. I thought that was an exciting experience for him. I thought he proved, again, the growth he's had as a player. Um, it was pretty clear how much uh, the Olympics or the NBA helped him, um, but they just they just struggled a little bit, surprisingly. Lost to Lithuania, I think, by six. Um, pulled the nice upset of Spain, but then lost to Croatia and lost to Argentina. That Argentina game was unreal. What a setting um, that was uh, for him. But uh, really excited for Howell, one of the good guys out there. I, I do think we'll see both Howell and uh, Shelvin on this roster. There's no need to just move them for the sake um, of moving them uh, at this point. So, uh, And finally, there was uh, Joe Ingles, who, gosh, what a heartbreak. I so thought Australia was going to get a medal, and what an amazing experience to have a year where he had the Twins and then won the medal and just was so fired up for Joe, and then it didn't happen. Um, Australia finishes fourth, which is certainly good for um, the Australian Olympic basketball team, uh, the Boomers. But I think they just, I think they saw a medal. I think they thought they were going to be in the gold medal game. And then, um, you know, I thought it was, uh, you know, obviously disappointing to them to be there. Um, Joe, I thought, played Joe like he did what he did. He dunked. I thought he played really well, though. Um, just kind of did what Joe does, kind of similar to Boris, one of those nice complimentary players uh, that makes you play well. But they lost that that bronze medal game to Spain. Uh, what an incredible run it could have been. And I'll be so curious to talk to to Joe on, on how he felt. Um, I mean, they had a chance. That was going to be the first medal in Australian history. Um, and it's the fourth time that they have not, that they've lost in that game. Uh, so, you know, I think it would be, um, I don't know. I, I'm going to guess that that left a pretty bittersweet taste on, on that. Uh, and it's really too bad because uh, I had high hopes. Uh, I really, Hey, we root for those guys, you know, whether it's the guys in the league or our guys or Brock Modem who was around, um, it would have been cool to see that. I don't mean to say that I'm like rooting against Spain in some capacity. I think it just had to do with pro-Australia. So, all right, uh, here's the plan for the rest of the week. Uh, really incredible kind of statement from Kevin Pelton on his uh, real plus minus standings last week. I'll get to that later this week. I don't think I'm going daily yet, though. I don't. 
Uh, I do have a lot of stuff going on, um, just trying to get the kids going to school this week. But moreover, I just don't think there's enough stuff. So I'll have that for you uh, later this week, probably on Thursday. Uh, if you had, did not hear the Frank Layden last week, please go back and grab that. It was just terrific. Uh, so was Tony Jones. So good audiences for both those. I, I can't thank you guys enough um, for that. All right, for those of you that have uh, stuck with the program for 19 minutes, I have a, I have a funny little question for you. Um, this is – so I'm – doing this Locked On Podcast Network. And one of the things that I was reading in one of the books that's helping me kind of how to do startups and all these kind of things had an interesting thing that I was supposed to write a paragraph of what I thought the Locked On Podcast Network did for fans. And then I was supposed to, then it says you actually should call a customer and have them write the paragraph and see if you're at all similar. So I have written mine. But if any of you uh, didn't mind taking a minute, two minutes, and emailing me at dlock at 09.com and telling me what you think the podcast network does for you, the listener. Um, and let me know. Because I would be really curious to, to read that and see if it matches to what I believe we're doing. And then for all, you know, when you see the network having its little finely targeted uh, mantra or brand phrase, uh, for all you know, you will have created. So if you don't mind doing that, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. dlock09 at gmail.com. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Have a great day. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17.